Hello and welcome to today's episode of Design Your Legacy. I'm Rosanna, your host and founder of fine jewellery company Rosanna Croft Jewellery. Design Your Legacy is a podcast which I hope can inspire you to think about the legacy that you're leaving behind and the change that you can make in the world by living your life meaningfully. Today I spoke with the beautiful Molly Doona, a woman who I consider to be a friend, but she also happens to be my tarot reader. For those of you who are a bit witchy, this is the episode for you. But equally, for those of you who aren't necessarily spiritual, keep listening because this is one badass episode and we go deep into female empowerment. Molly has helped hundreds of women through the dark times and into the light and is a massive feminist. We had an amazing conversation about intuition versus ego, abuse and the bad things that have happened to us, fitting in and when we should learn to listen to our bodies. I really hope you enjoy the episode. There will be joy, laughter and some tears. So today I am speaking to the wonderful Molly Doona, who I've known for a few months now. What We met um, uh, just before Christmas last year, didn't we, on a course. So welcome. How are you doing? I am really good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I am getting there, getting there. So do you just want to tell our listeners who you are, what you do, um, and a little bit more about Molly? Okay, um, so I'm an intuitive tarot reader, um, and what that means is basically that I read tarot for people, but I use my intuition. So often before reading, depending on what the matter is I'll get the hit of what it is before and then I'll use the cards to kind of go deeper into different aspects of their life um and I've been doing readings for about seven years um but professionally for around a year now um and mainly work with just empowering and healing women that's sort of my speciality and I absolutely love that because you know there are thousands of tarot readers, but I think that you really do embody female empowerment. And I think that's what drew me to you because you've obviously read, <laughs> we've had a few readings. And when you say deep, I mean, it goes really deep, doesn't it? Um, I, I mean, I think I've been sat there in stunned silence at the end of a few of our conversations, <laughs> just not knowing what to say. <laughs> Um, and you're sat there waiting for me to cry and I just refuse to do it (laughs) you do get a real mix of people you get people who do just some people aren't expecting you to go so deep and they've never had space held for them like that they've never had someone see that really deep part of them and they just go and just break but it's I think it's really healing to be able to cry in front of someone else like I really I don't love it when people cry but I really get people to embrace that vulnerability because it's not something that people are encouraged to do in daily life no it's not and this is something I've struggled with my whole life is being vulnerable I'm the I'm the strong one I'm the hard one you know and inside I'm like soft as mush really um and and obviously now I'm really being forced to embrace my vulnerability but I think it is great that you can can hold that space for people so like 
you were you you are one of the most intuitive people I know. Um, how on earth did you discover that this your talent, your gift? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question because I didn't think I knew I was intuitive. Um, I think it started really when I was at drama school and one of my friends gave me a deck of tarot cards and she said, oh, you'll be good at this. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I could just do it. I know that sounds <laughs> But I really, I just looked at the pictures and I could just see what was going on. You know, I had a girl and I said, oh, you're, you, there's issues going on with money, uh, with your family. And her eyes just went so wide and she was like, how do you know that? And I said, well, I don't know. I just, I just sort of know. Um, And then as I became more spiritual and I did a lot of like spiritual research and work and went really deep into that, I think the intuition just increased. But now, because I've been practicing professionally so much, every time I do a reading, I'll always get the theme before and people will always be like, how on earth do you know that? Yeah. And I don't know, I just know. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel like a voice coming down, like a godly voice being like, this is the message. It just feels like your brain kind of, sometimes it feels like your brain is just making an assumption. Yeah. No, it is genuinely your intuition um that's amazing and we all obviously we're all intuitive we all have intuition we're all told to follow our gut with my clients if they're deciding between a diamond or a sapphire I always just say follow your gut what does your gut say so we all have it but how why do you think that some people are more in tune with it than others what do you think it is That's a great question. Yeah, it's just a sense of openness. I think, right, everyone is intuitive. Like, I don't have a special gift, you know, like, I'm not a special person. I am just really open, which can be a good and a bad thing. I am really really open. And it is just being open to it and practicing it. And, you know, sometimes that voice of your ego, the voice of the self will pretend that it is intuition yeah and that's a lesson in itself like I try every day to have a chat with my intuition and every day my ego is like I have thought and I'm like that's not why are you lying to me (laughs) but yeah I think it's a muscle it's a muscle and and I think people feel it in different areas. I think people do feel it in the gut that's the most common area some people feel it in the heart it's and it's it's a knowing, isn't it? It's not mm-hmm. something that your brain is logically trying to make happen. It's that just you know in your body. Yeah. Just know. But I think, yeah, you're right. Everybody has it and has access to it. It's just having a practice that opens it up. I was, yeah. Which is, which I don't know. It's like you say, it's a knowing. It's not really a voice. So would you say that the voice then would be the ego? If, rewind. Explain the difference between the ego and and intuition. Yeah, Yeah, of course. So your ego is your sense of self. Your ego is 
it's like a little it's like a little part of you that's like I have blonde hair I like this color my favorite food is this it's like the way that you identify you yeah. in the world um but the ego is also basically because it is the sense of self your ego is the one that feels like a victim in an argument your ego is the one that likes to take things really personally um it can often be like that more childish aspect of you you know mm. where you had a little row with a friend and your intuition knows that they're going through a really hard time, but your ego is going, yeah, well, they said something to me and that really hurt my feelings. And it's because, and your ego likes to sort of, it likes to tell you things that aren't true, but what the ego is trying to do in that is make you feel safe because it's trying to tell you things that you already know that have already happened in your life, if that makes sense. So say if you were a kid and you got bullied at school, when anyone's ever mean to you, your ego would say, oh, that's them doing what they did at school and it tries to keep you in that box. Yeah. Whereas your intuition is not at all tied up with your identity, with who you are, what you like, what you're doing. Your intuition is just this like, it's your higher self, which is mm. like soul, you know, your spirit, your that divine part of you that is like connected to this thing that we we don't you know we can't we don't see. understand we don't we yeah. can't see we don't understand <laughs> this mystical curious yeah it is like that isn't it it's we don't really quite get it but we sort of know and sometimes I do think your intuition is like a voice but I once listened to this amazing psychic medium called Natalie Miles, who does a podcast. Right. And she she did a whole episode around ego and intuition. And one of my favorite parts was she was saying, you know, when you're trying to talk to your intuition, the ego will be needy. The ego will say, oh, you got to do this. you got to do this. you got to do this. Whereas the intuition will just be so much more relaxed and zen and chilled out. And that's always a good way to know the difference between the two yeah oh there we go gosh every day is a school day so (laughs) (laughs) just imploding the brain I know well I I mean I find it absolutely fascinating and you encourage me to kind of embrace my more spiritual side because I definitely I I love spirituality and, and and anything a little bit mystical that basically anything that we don't understand I really find fascinating um and I remember as a girl I loved things like I loved the idea of tarot um and I'd go if you you know like when you'd go on holiday to the seaside and you'd buy like a pack of tarot cards and literally have no idea what, I mean, they were never to be seen again and like buy all the little mystical crystals and stuff. And, and I guess that's where I, the buying crystals and gemstones by the seaside or whatever is part of how I grew into loving jewelry design. But um, I never really followed the spiritual stuff because it's not spoken about and it's not, it's not, um, people see it as woo woo, don't they? yeah <laughs> let's let's talk woo woo <laughs> yeah that is the the most used expression isn't it yeah I found a lot with since I've become a tarot reader especially more with males than females when I say if I go to like a social event and I say I'm a tarot reader people actually don't think that's a real thing and it's so interesting when you I actually love having clients who 
I love having clients who are really spiritual and I love having clients who aren't. And it's so fun when you do go into a reading and they're like, yeah, I don't really believe in this, but I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> and then you say, oh, like there's something going on with your mother and this. And they're like, oh, how did you know that? <laughs> and they're like, because it's real. Because <laughs> this is real. I know that we don't understand it. I know that there's no science behind it to like, you know, make it into a fact and make it real, but it is, yeah, yeah. it is. How how do you overcome people not believing? Because that because we have to believe in ourselves in order to thrive, don't we? Um, and I guess, you know, jewelry design, it's quite easy to believe in an engagement ring, but what with with what you do, how do you how because there's a lot of negative self-chatter that comes with everyday life. So how do you overcome it? I think in my early 20s, when I was spiritual, oh, well, I still am, but I used <laughs> to hide it a lot. Yeah. I used to be really try and sense if I felt safe to talk about it with someone and, you know, try to sort of maybe sell it to them a bit. And be, yeah. I know it's not factual. Whereas now I don't feel the need to prove myself because I know it works for me and it's transformed my life. And my God, am I a healthier, happier version of myself? Yeah. And it's just changed everything for me. And also I think I don't attract clients. I do attract clients that are skeptical sometimes, but that's because they want to be mm. opened. Yeah. And I can feel that in them before I start the reading. I'm like, they're not spiritual, but they're kind of into it. But yeah, I mean, when I, the most, like, the best example I've had of that is being at, like a social event and sort of saying to someone like, oh, I'm a tarot reader and then being like, um, that's not a real thing. Oh. And then I'm just like, it's not personal. It's not yeah. personal. They yeah. live in a different way to me. And I just don't take it personally. It works yeah. for me. I love my job. I help so many women. Yes, and that's you what, you know what I mean. It makes me happy. Yeah. And that's it. I think that's really important. And because we, there are a couple of things there. So you don't, when we're thinking about the universe and what we attract and like attracts like, if I guess if you're thinking about the skeptics, then that's who you're going to attract. But actually, if you don't care, and you just love what you do, then you attract people who, like you say, they want to be open. They want to be, um, they they uh, they also love what you do. And, you know, like you, you, you do help so many people. And we'll get onto your Instagram in a minute too. Because <laughs> that is amazing. Um, but yeah, and and I think when you do really love what you do, it it doesn't matter, does it? It just, and that is what, we need that is what everyone needs to focus on like being happy and what does your what what does what do you want to make you the happiest version you could possibly be yeah and I don't judge people who don't believe in it because it's not really in our it's not been integrated into our society that spirituality is normal it is a very strange thing for people to get their heads around so I do completely understand when people are like oh that's not because they just don't understand it so it for me I don't take it personally I'm just like well that's you I'm me yeah and that's a very nice out very yeah great outlook to have I think more we we could all do with that outlook so female empowerment then 
what 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 do you think led you to want to use tarot to empower women so when i was 21 years old i had been spit dark pre-warning yeah. trigger warning um <laughs> i had been physically sexually and emotionally abused by men in yeah different ways by different men and I realized that I was I thought I'm 21 years old and I I had no self of um I had no self-esteem I thought that I deserved to be abused I didn't really I didn't have any help I had no idea that I was even being abused I didn't even know what it was there was no vocabulary for it and it took me years to get out of that place and I really I didn't actually understand what was going on yeah yeah (laughs) because there is no vocabulary for us and when I started to realize that this happened to other women because I I genuinely didn't know that it was a common thing yeah um I just thought it was me and that I had done something wrong Mm. um and then I've ever since I've sort of got out of that place it's just been my mission like my absolute mission with my whole body my soul and my heart to make sure that women don't feel that way. I just, we are just these gorgeous, wonderful beings and we don't deserve to feel the way that we feel. And we have all sort of been taught this certain way mm. in society. And I'm a feminist to my bones. And it's it's not just because I believe in female rights, but it's because of my experience and to think that I'm a I'm a privileged woman that lives in a privileged country and we've got it better off than the majority yeah. of women in other places in the world. Makes me be like, well, if that's my experience in privilege, yeah, it's gonna be so much, do you know what I mean? It's gonna be yeah. so much worse. So I think that's what kind of led led me to do it in Tara. And I think women, I genuinely do have a lot more female clients yeah. and every woman I read for there's always a place where I'm like she could have more confidence and more Mm -hmm. love for herself and the reason she doesn't is because someone treated her a certain way or no one encouraged her and women are not taught women are taught to be modest and humble and I just think that's bullcrap I think women when women know their power it doesn't matter what a woman looks like where she's come from what she's doing when a female knows her power it changes everything and I'm just so passionate about that because everything in the society is about women not feeling powerful. You know, it's buy the latest clothes, wear the right makeup, have the surgery, be skinnier, but be curvier, but wear this and do that, but don't say this. And, and there's just hundreds of years of ancestral oppression that we're undoing right now. And it's just so exciting because life could just be so different for us. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When, when we actually are like, oh my goodness, I'm great the way I am. I'm loud and I'm messy and I'm silly and I'm not a classic woman. And that's great and that's powerful. And I'm celebrating that and embodying that. It just changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got goosebumps sat listening to you now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it absolutely does change everything. And I have always been so I was quite shy as a child quite shy well behaved at least well uh, my mum might say otherwise but I was you know and 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 I've always I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday actually I have always craved fitting in 
I've always wanted to be part of, you know, accepted. And we can unravel years of like shit <laughs> as to why you feel that way. But, you know, I had, I was a bit, a bit bullied at school because I went to school in Scotland and I was English. And that was, um, that was interesting when I was nine or 10. Um, <laughs> interesting. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, but then like, and then so, I really wanted to fit in at school and I did absolutely everything in my power to fit in. And, and it's only really now I'm going through what I'm going through. Um, and even probably a little bit before, actually, I'm really questioning why I care so much, you know, and, and having, and having people like you in my life, even if I'm just watching your Instagram stories, it does make you go, no, I can be whoever the fuck I want to be. I I don't need to be the I don't need to be the 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 well put together jewelry designer, you know, wearing like I, I don't know, wearing the latest pretty flowery dress, which is ironic because that's what I've got on today. Um <laughs> and, and I'm really questioning my identity or my ego is because my hair's falling out or it has been it's stopped for the time being so the long curly hair that I've always wanted is disappearing so that's going so you know I won't look like I fit in and and that you just it's challenged so see having people like you and who who want to empower women to just be themselves and it's about the value that's within you not the value that you put out to the world the 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 physical value that you think you have um is 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 great I love it and then I see the other people that you share and I kind of follow them as well and I just think it's amazing oh that makes me so happy I could cry (laughs) makes me so happy that it gives you that because I often have this conversation with my partner when I'm putting on makeup because ironically I find makeup very empowering and he yeah. said to me today you look so nice and without it and I said yeah but when I do it it's like a ritual for me yeah. and I just feel like this badass um but we've had so many conversations about you know female body image and the way we look and I said you know to him women are literally told that all of their power is in the way that they look yeah we are so overly sexualized yeah so overly sexualized and I really think it's a thing for older women as much as younger women that you know that older women feel like more invisible when they go out because everything's in our looks but there's so much more going in you know what about someone's intelligence or what about their physical skills or their emotional skills you know it shouldn't all be held in the looks yeah and I think that we are moving away from that I think feminism is it's doing really cool amazing things but there's just absolutely so much more to go with that you know there's so much further to go definitely there's a long way to go um and what it's going to take is people like yourself and things like this podcast to have these conversations and the more conversations we can have it is just a kind of ripple effect throughout the generations of women 
I also think as well, I was really badly bullied at school, like really badly. I had really bad mental health issues for a long time and really low self-worth. And I was not, I was not a, you know, I was a very awkward, weird teenager. And I was always (laughs) told my whole life, you're awkward and you're weird. And, you know, I just grew up for so long thinking that there was all these things wrong with me. And I was so self-conscious. And I had this realization one day, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just listening to what people are saying about me because I don't fit the mold. But that doesn't mean it's true. So I now think if I, someone who had such severe depression at the age of 17, if I can do that, then anyone can. Yeah. Because sometimes I think people look at me and they're like, well, yeah, but you can have confidence because you're confident. And I'm like, this honestly was not, I did not have it. And I've had to really work for it. And in it, I've just really, you know, anyone can be confident. Anyone yeah anyone can but it is it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to undo oh, it's hard work yeah there's a lot of hard work and as we're having this like I it's funny because before this I thought I wonder if we'll cry in today's podcast and I've got tears <laughs> in my eyes because I'm thinking I'm thinking about you as a teenager I'm thinking about me as a teenager and you know the things that you know I would let people do to me because I wanted to fit in and then yeah. I think about my younger sister I've got three younger sisters and I think about them and, and, you know, Grace, my eldest younger sister, um, especially she had a really fucking hard time at school and she was told she was weird mainly by me (laughs) and that makes me feel awful, but you know, and, and I just think we're all different and can we not just have, can Every parent out there, please, can you make your child feel that they are loved unconditionally? And every adult, it's it's our responsibility to make sure people feel accepted, feel loved, and feel loved, and embrace themselves for who they are, male or female. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And we are, we are collectively at such a great time with acceptance, you know, especially with, you know, like trans rights. I feel like we're in a really progressive phase and there is this opening, but there's just room for like so much more because sometimes I think, especially with the woke culture, it can get quite yelly. It can get quite shouty and quite like you you're ignorant me yeah I think what we need is more acceptance and love because I think it's not always about this people who have had these really hard lives but actually it's about the society that we live in that has not taught us how to love and empower ourselves it's taught us how to look at all the cracks in us and Mm. spend our whole lives trying to remedy the cracks cracks. and 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 the people behind that are the advertising companies and (laughs) it's all marketing it's all clever marketing so people can make money and that's how the economy goes and that's life you know that's just life but we can do it in a more positive way yeah because you don't need to buy stuff as much when you're full if your cup is full and you're feeling full you're not going oh my goodness I need that car I need that I need that designer handbag because it's going to fill the hole and that's that you're so right in that because that's what keeps us if we're just that little bit that you know that crack is there that little space in the cup is there then we're always going to be trying to fill it by consuming 
Yeah. And we all consume, goodness knows, I mean, yeah, we're all consumers, whether that's food, alcohol, drugs, smoking, tea, anything. We're always trying to fill the hole. Oh, yeah, always trying to fill the hole. And really what we need to do is have a chat to our womb. (laughs) (laughs) But and have a chat to our intuition and maybe ask what what. How can I make you feel good today? Do you know what? I've actually been trying to do that with my womb. This morning, I said, okay, we're going to get up and do some yoga. And my womb said, no, I want to lay in bed. And I was like, yeah, but that's not productive. Yeah. Well, that's what I want. Okay, fine, fine. And I'm trying really hard to like listen from my body. And I've noticed how my mind my mind thinks that my body wants to do exercise every day and do this and do that but that's what my mind wants and my body actually just wants to slow down yeah and just relax because we live in a world which never gives us space for that yeah you know what I mean yeah oh I know what you mean (laughs) I know exactly what you mean so I had um I had chemo on Thursday and I found it so difficult it's so I'm I won't go into the whole treatment plan but basically it I can feel the compound effect of the chemo building up and I spent Friday to Sunday in bed absolutely exhausted and my mind is going my mind's beating myself up saying Mm. Rosanna you need to be doing stuff you've got a business to run you've got you know people out there are living life and you're in bed and and it was because I physically could not get out of bed yet and and I'm not I don't listen to my body and I've never have done I've never listened to what my body actually needs which is why two weeks before I was diagnosed with cancer I was diagnosed with chronic stress you know because I've never listened to that and we'd enough you know exercise five times a week I can't just run I have to train for a marathon you know it's it's, (laughs) can't just run a business I have to try and build the best jewelry design company in the whole entire universe um so it's but I'm now being forced to listen to my body and it's so hard isn't it it's so hard yeah and it's it's the way your body works because your body just wants attention and love from you. And it's so weird to think that we live our lives every day in our body. Like our body is the reason that we're living in this, you know, paradigm and existing. And yet it's the last on our priority list. Yeah. And you're so right about that because you're <laughs> you're going to have so much rest <laughs> for the rest of your period. You know, you're going to go through so much. You're going to look at so much and it was all there before, yeah. but it didn't get looked at. It got neglected. And now you're going to make up for every hour that you missed. It's like a karmic. <laughs> oh, great. It's like a karmic, yeah. you know, I think when you are doing it, try really hard to have as much compassion for yourself and go into that more sort of yeah. child in you and just say oh my god I just need I need weeks of rest mm. I need you know when I went to see I have this condition with my eyes and I went to see someone about it and she said ideally you would need three months off of work 
And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, what? Three months for an eye condition? She said, honestly, your adrenals are drained. Your nervous system is, the charts are off the roof. There's this, there's that, there's this. Um, and it just seems so alien, alien to us yeah. to take three months off of work. But that is why the body gets ill, because you do yeah. need, you know, we're not actually, especially women, this is another thing that will be, feeding into that as women yeah. you know with the menstrual cycle we live in a 28 day cycle yeah. and in that you have your seasons you have your spring your summer your autumn your winter in your winter season that week you're meant to be in bed you're meant to be chilling out there's not meant to be yeah. any exercise wow and really and you think every and I have this theory about the menopause <laughs> I'm very far away from it but I'm very passionate about it yeah I believe that the menopause is so painful and horrible for women because for the whole of their lives, they've never got to worship and respect that 28-day cycle and they've been living in this capitalist nine-to-five, Monday-to-Friday, which is not, it's not meant to be like that way for women's bodies. They are meant to have that rest and rest is so sacred and vital and nourishing, but it is so hard to do because we live in this world and it's kind of deemed bad but I feel like with this process that you're going through now it's going to be hard of course it's going to be painful and there's I think there's going to be so much coming up you know you're going to go deep and then you're going to go deeper and then you're going to yeah. go deeper but I just think it's sacred yeah and have compassion and don't feel guilty for having weak months off because they're all the weeks and months that you never got off it's just karmic it's a karmic balance being restored in a way okay balance being restored I'll take that so then when I come out of this I can go straight back to it <laughs> no I, yeah I know it sounds weird and I know we spoke about it in a tarot reading before but I really think this is the making of you and I know that's such a strange way to look at cancer I know that sounds bizarre but for some reason, I just feel like you're blossoming right now. And I feel like you're going into this like new phase of yourself and yeah. softening. And it's, I don't know, yeah. it's going it, to be hard, of course, but. That is yeah. exactly what it feels like from, and you're not the first person to say that it is, it, it is going to be. I don't a, in any way a really hard journey but it's you know it's um I do feel that I have to do it I have to do it it's just part of my journey and you know we speak about empowerment and I hope that one day my journey can help empower somebody else who's either going through a similar thing a similar adversity or a different adversity because we all go through adversity in our lives but ultimately one of the biggest lessons it's teaching me is that I life is short I've always known it I've always lived by YOLO but actually you have to really listen talk to yourself and realize what it is you want to do with your life what's going to make your soul the happiest you know it's full circle back to what we were speaking about earlier what is going to make you the happiest person in the world and do that every single day and you know it's a difficult way to uh, learn that lesson but it's got to be done well there's no one at school that's like follow your soul is there no. <laughs> no yeah. one at 
all that's big hey guys love yourself like learn how to listen to your body learn how to remedy yourself through like natural medicine and rest and you know it's it's all so foreign to us so we've all been taught something for so many years for so many decades that when you're unwinding that that's going to take a lot of time and patience. oh yeah a lot a lot a lot of time and patience yeah patience something else I'm learning (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) me too oh funny okay so let's chat about legacy because I think that this conversation is I mean it's it is about empowering the future generations to and, and that in to live their best lives and that in itself is a legacy but what does the word legacy mean to you I suppose it means when I think of legacy I think of like not family but like someone passing on something to someone else and it being of like high value and importance yeah so and actually that is pretty much the definition of legacy is passing (laughs) passing something down um and I and I think you know it's about like legacy there's a financial aspect there's a um like a, a kind of uh I can't remember the word. Anyway, there's um, there's a few different aspects to it, but I do think it is for me. It's what you what you what you do in life and how people act when you're forgotten. So it's about it's about a person, isn't it? But anyway, I think it's it's so much deeper than what the actual definition of legacy is. And I think you're leaving an amazing legacy with what you're doing. You're living your your you're living your best life you're doing exactly what you want and you've also got a massive mission to drive you every single day um what what do you think of what do you think of your legacy what do you think your legacy will be I think I'm here to spread happiness and joy I really do feel I'm I'm here I know I'm here to teach others how to light that light up for themselves so rather than just say Oh, I'm going to make because I I'm also a performer and I do a lot yeah. of and I've always been led to that because I love to make people happy and laugh and feel light but then I've realized through the tarot it's actually helping people to embody their own light source their own power and their own happiness and that's the legacy I want to like leave here or spread yeah. is is just that we are allowed to be happy yeah. We are allowed to have joy and we are allowed to have unlimited amounts of joy and love and happiness. And we deserve that. Like yeah. Everybody deserves that. And that's sort of my ethos. Amazing. And you do that. You absolutely do that. Um, <laughs> you, you just, you do. Right. Okay. So I'm going to talk about your Instagram now because <laughs> I don't, I don't scroll on Instagram. I've kind of stopped myself because Instagram social media can make you feel really shit if you want it to but there are a small handful of people I follow and probably watch the stories every single day and you are one of them (laughs) because your reels are amazing every post you put it does you literally spread joy and I love you'll go on your stories you don't care you might have makeup on which makes you feel empowered or you might not have makeup on you might have just got out the bath and have no clothes on and you know and it's (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. And for, I, I mean, when we talk about spreading a message, you're you're doing it every single day through Instagram. Like we live. Where do you live? You're Southampton, Brighton, Hastings. Close, close, somewhere. You're somewhere south of London, and I'm in London, and we've never physically met. But for me, seeing your stories do give me joy and happiness. Thank you, thank you, son. Happy. I'll be. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know how I'm received on there because you don't give feedback, and I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm making your day, so yeah, I wouldn't. Don't worry about anybody else. You make my day, and I'm encouraging anybody listening to this to go and follow Molly because. Follow her tarot page and her personal page because it'll just bring you so much joy and if and it'll make you laugh and it'll make you realise that you've got a hell of a confidence within you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I do love. I do feel quite vulnerable posting sometimes. I do mm. actually. When I I first started posting sort of video content on my personal page, and then I've noticed having a tarot page and having a space for that, where there are such a gorgeous, I don't know, half the women I've never met on there, and they're just like, I love you, and you love me, (laughs) you're amazing, and I'm like, I love you guys, we don't know each other, but this is the way it all should be, it's gorgeous. But yeah, it took me a lot of time to push myself, but I love... I love doing it. I love getting up and does it. And I'm trying at the moment now, my new thing is not to just show happy Molly or empowered Molly or dancing Molly, but to show vulnerable Molly. So people feel a bit more safe in the wholeness of being human because that's the thing I don't like about Instagram is people are just showing success, 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 yeah. success. And you're often going there when you're not in a moment of success because you're going on Instagram, you know, you're not at your high peak of success when you're on Instagram. So I feel like people go on there and they're like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm bad. Like, I'm lagging. Like, so I'm trying now to sort of show the more darker, vulnerable part of myself at the same time as showing the happy part to help others to feel safe and empowered by that. To feel empowered by the vulnerability, that's a really important thing. Yeah, I think you're right, because it is if we don't feel empowered by it, then we'll feel suffocated by it and ashamed of it. Exactly. And and that and then we start pushing it down. And when you push it down, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. And then then it grows into something or develops into something and it becomes. And that's that's another thing I'm really passionate about is that trauma. Most of us have trauma in this world. It's so common. I and riddled with trauma and I could not be more proud of it I try every day to bring love and pride to my trauma because I used to think god this makes me bad and I'm so I used to feel sort of like everyone was like a whole person and I was sort of like broken (laughs) holy scabby person and I now realize, you know, I get all of my confidence from it. I've grown so much from it. And that's the source of power for me. And I feel like if we all were to remove and release the shame of our trauma, we'd realize, oh, this is just human. Yeah. If I celebrate this trauma, if I realize that this trauma is not my my weakness, but it's my strength, then it changes everything for you, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Everything. Changes everything. Absolutely. And 
you know i i look at my traumas and i think yeah they are they are what what have, what's made me you know they they're the reason i have i have the confidence that i do they're the reason that i'm following my dreams and and pursuing my passions they're the reason that i moved to london in the pan, middle of a pandemic you know they because you just they push you i don't know you can use them to push you or you can use them to hold you back and I think pushing forward and accepting and I don't know, it's hard though. It's not easy. It's not easy. There's a beautiful quote by Rumi, which I love so much. And I know, I think Leonard Cohen was a big fan of it as well. And it's the crack is where the light gets in. Oh, and I just so much. And I, I feel like I live by that. I'm like, oh, I love that. It gets in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really, I think that's lovely. And uh, that's beautiful and and there's a there's a, I don't know what it's called there's a Japanese um art which is when something's broken they put it back oh, together with gold yeah oh that's so that's weird because I was just thinking about that and then I was like I wonder if she's going to talk about when they like fix it with gold yeah yeah honestly and, and and I love that it's amazing isn't it it's so beautiful and it's very similar through through the crack what is it? <laughs> yeah, through where the crack is where the light gets yeah, in. That one. <laughs> through the crack. Through the crack. <laughs> Something happens. Gold pours out. <laughs> that's the <laughs> but that's the thing, is that if if you're content in life, if there's nothing ever, you're never gonna look at things differently. You're never gonna try. And if you're not, if you're discontent, that's great. That's really great because then you're like, okay, how can I make this better? How can I look at it like this? How can I look at that? And then you expand your brain, you expand your consciousness, and you change your life. So the crack can, well, in my personal opinion, I believe that the crack is actually the miracle. I believe the crack is a very good thing. Oh, and I, I live by that. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love that. The crack is the miracle. There you go. <laughs> That's my quote of the day. <laughs> Molly's quote of the day, the crack is the miracle. <laughs> so, okay, this leads us very on, very, very on. God, my, my brain gone now. This leads us nicely on to my, um, your parting words of wisdom for our listeners. And in particular, I'm going to ask you for parting words of wisdom to the teenage girls in the world who are told they're weird and they're not and they don't feel accepted and they don't feel validated what's your advice to them there is nothing wrong with you there is nothing wrong with you and everything that you think is wrong with you everything that you think is bad about you is is not just because it doesn't conform to something that's you know quote normal doesn't mean it's bad and often the things that are different about us and unique about us are our best qualities I, my last name is Molly, my last name, my first name is Molly, my last name is Juba. Um, and I wanted to change my name because I got so badly bullied. Um, Duna is a funny name. And now I'm an adult, people say, oh, I love that name, Molly Duna. That's such a great name. Such a, you know, I'll never forget that name. But when I was in year eight or whatever, I used to think, God, that is the worst name in the world and everybody hates me and it's so embarrassing. So often 
I know it's just my last name and I know it's just such a small thing, but often the things that we do think are the worst things about us do become the best things. And it's just knowing that for yourself. So I'd say, and also one other thing is the things that people say to you, negative things people say to you are never about you. They're about them. If someone is going around saying horrible things, that's because they're insecure and it's not about you. So don't listen to them, you know, Mm. listen to you, listen to what feels good to you. Yeah, I wish somebody had told, well, do you know what? I think maybe people did tell me that as a teenager, but you don't. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, but there you go. You've just told yourself now and we're all about healing the inner child. Yeah, no. And I do believe if I hadn't have had, I so know that if I hadn't have been really badly bullied at school and I'd had such low self-confidence, I wouldn't have such high self-confidence now. Yeah. So I am really thankful for my journey in that way because I just know I had to get to my absolute lowest to bounce back up you know well, yeah. it wasn't really a bounce it was a gradual climb <laughs> a gradual yeah. climb yeah it's never a, it's never a quick easy painless bounce it's <laughs> it's uh yeah oh that's beautiful thank you so much molly this has been amazing i could sit and talk to you for hours <laughs> with you oh thank you so much and if anybody wants to let molly's legacy seep a little into their life go and follow her on instagram and i'll share all of her links to her website in the show notes thank you wow well i hope you enjoyed that for me that was a really powerful episode vulnerabilities were laid on the line a lot of things we spoke about i'm only beginning to become aware of now at 30 years old but imagine if we learned things like this like listening to our intuition knowing there is nothing wrong with us. Imagine if that was drilled into us as children. I think the world would be a much different place. I think it would probably be a better place, especially if every woman knew her true power. However, we do have to learn the hard way sometimes because this is where we truly shine. I absolutely love the sentiment of light shining through the cracks. I love it. Um, I'm learning to love my own cracks uh, more and more every day. Remember that there is nothing wrong with you. You are perfect just as you are. You can connect with and follow Molly and myself through the links in the show notes and you have to follow Molly. Her Instagram is off the charts. It is hilarious. It is deep. It is real. And she's just an absolutely gorgeous human being to follow. I really hope you've enjoyed this conversation. If you did love it, please leave us a review and perhaps share it with a friend. You can now sign up for the Design Your Legacy newsletter for updates and little insights and musings from myself about the world. Have a wonderful day. I would also like to thank everybody for listening to Design Your Legacy. Every listener, every rating, every comment means so much to me because I know that hopefully this has had a positive impact on your day and maybe even your life, as I find a lot of inspiring stories can. As part of my wider mission, I want to encourage and support women all around the world to live their best life possible. And one way that I'm doing this is for every woman I interview on the podcast, I am giving a micro business loan to a woman in Malawi to help support her in entrepreneurship. So thank you once again for listening. 
really hope you've enjoyed the episode and have a wonderful day.